Hey, you guys, it's Nilsa Gazda, your host of the podcast called She's a Mom Now. I want to thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for listening. I'm recording this on a Monday and y'all, it has been a Monday. So the morning started off. I woke up. I wasn't in the best mood. It's Monday. Come on. Okay. And I went to go get baby gray and he was not in a good mood either. And let me tell you why he was mad at me. He was mad at me because I did not let him play with the string that controls the speed of the fan, like on your ceiling fan. He was mad at me for that. I'm like, oh my gosh. So this is how today's going to go. He was like upset with me for a good 15 minutes. He even kept throwing his food on the ground and would not eat anything unless I hand fed it to him. I'm like, you're living like a king right now. I wish I could just be in a bad mood and someone would hand feed me my food. We made it to daycare with one minute to spare. So I guess all in all, it was a pretty successful morning. I have so many exciting things coming up and things that I'm doing, new projects, and I wanted to share a little bit with you guys. As you guys know, I had an online boutique. When I first opened it, it was called Shop Nilsa's Closet. Then I changed it to Shop Nilsa Proant. And now I am going to relaunch my website. It is still going to be called Shop Nilsa Proant. I think growing up, I always wanted to own my own store and have it named after me. So I am going to keep it the same. And I'm super excited Two of my old assistants from Atlanta came down this weekend and helped me set up my office. And I honestly don't know what I would do without them because they literally helped me organize my entire closet. We went and got furniture for my office so I can like do my podcast in here. And I told you guys a couple weeks ago that I was in a funk because I just didn't feel like I had much going on, even though I am so busy all the time, but relaunching my website and my online boutique, I'm actually really excited and I feel like I have a purpose again. I'm going to have sizes ranging from extra small to 3XL and I'm super excited because I think I found a new assistant here in Florida and it's one of my girlfriends. So I'm glad that I like get to have one of my girlfriends help me because I mean, it just makes it more fun when you're like doing stuff with your friends, right? I'm also planning on having video recording for my podcast. So if you know any producers, any of my Florida, Florida, Bama, Florida, Bama, cheese, Florida, Bama producers listening, y'all want to come down to Florida and help me produce and teach me how to do all this. I mean, honestly, I could do it myself, but I really feel like I want to do it the right way, you know, so you guys actually have have something nice to watch. Um, normally, I just record everything on my cell phone. But I think if I really had it where it was like edited nicely and had like little sound bites and music, I feel like it would attract more people. But I am so thankful for all of you that are listening. Speaking, speaking, it's Monday, y'all. Speaking of listeners, I will be announcing the Dyson Airwrap giveaway winner this Friday. I'm so excited, you guys. I'm really happy that I get to do this for y'all. And just as a thank you for supporting me, I know some of you guys have been supporting me from day one. That first episode that aired of Florida Bama Shore, y'all were watching and y'all started following me and I really thank you for that. But I also want to give a shout out to all my friends and family that have been here with me throughout this journey through my entire life. Like, thank you guys too. I know a lot of you are listening. So thank you guys. It really means so much to me. I know I think I say that every episode, how much I appreciate you guys, but I really do. Let's talk about ear infections. So as you guys know, 
um, about a month ago, Gray had his first ear infection and we went back. Everything was good. It cleared up. But then I want to say like two weeks later, he got another ear infection. It was a mild ear infection. I don't know if I told you guys the story where he woke up screaming one night and it sounded like he had something in his lungs that he couldn't get out. So in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, did he swallow bath water? Is he aspirating? So I ended up taking him to the hospital on the way there. He starts giggling and laughing and after, acting goofy and I'm like okay so he's 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 okay but we're still gonna take him we check him in and everything they tested him for RSV they tested him for the flu they tested him for COVID he was negative for everything so they're like let's just check his ear he had a mild ear infection in one ear but I know that I would not have been able to sleep if I would have just let him go back to sleep. And there, there's no way. If you know me, you know I'm such an anxious person. And when it comes to my baby, I do not play. So there will be times that I will probably take him to the emergency room over nothing. But it really is better safe than sorry. All my friends that are listening are like, yeah, she's a helicopter mom. We all know that, Nilsa. Even I know it. I know I'm a helicopter mom. My roommates, every time that I would be around Gray and they would be around, they would make this sound, like a, you know, a helicopter with this little spinny thing called, you know, that goes around and around. They would like do that motion with their hand and make that sound. I know you guys call me a helicopter mom, but I am proud of it. So Candace had her baby, little Maxwell, and she was asking me, um, so what are signs of an ear infection? And for Gray, the signs of an ear infection are he gets really like mucusy um, and he doesn't really want to eat anything. Then he will like throw up. I know that's kind of like nasty to even talk about, but we're all moms. We've all seen it. The reason why they throw up from what the doctor explained to me is that they don't have any other way to get the mucus out. Um, and that is the reason why they get ear infections is because normal people, we can like cough up, you know, our junk we got going on, but babies can't. And I just hate when he gets ear infections. The, one of the doctors suggested him getting tubes in his ears if he gets any more ear infections, you know, close back to back like he did this past time. Um, so if any of you moms have any advice on getting tubes in your children's ears, please DM me and let me know. I love when you guys actually respond to me in my DMs and like give me advice because I am a new mom and I'm just sharing my mom experiences, but I love to hear you guys share your mom experiences with me because I really think that we can all learn from one another. And I don't think there's anything wrong with asking other moms for help. I literally will annoy my friends all day long or I'll call my mom or I'll call my sister and I'll be like, hey, can you guys tell me what to do here? Can you give me some advice? Because I think that's really important. And I think that all of us moms just have to stick together. Come together right now. Y'all, I'm not playing. I'm going to go on The Voice. To be honest with you, that actually used to be my show. I'm going to read some questions I got when I did my last ask, last, my last, my last, my last ask me anything. And this is a really good question right here. It says, is Gray walking? I have a son the same age and he's not walking independently. So you guys know that Gray was taking, Gray took his first steps about, I want to say a month ago. Gray still doesn't really walk independently. So for this mama, no, he does not walk independently 
that good, I would say. He's not like consistently walking, but he is walking on his own. But it's only for like 10 steps. Like he'll go from like the couch to his high chair or from like the kitchen to our bedroom. But it is slow. He does look like a little, I don't know, like a baby deer almost. <laughs> and it's it's the cutest thing because he's still like super new at walking. And you know, when babies are super new at walking, they like flap their arms in the air and it's so cute. But he's finally getting more steady. So I really feel like in the next couple of weeks, he will be fully independently walking. But as I told you guys before, it's something that I'm not stressing about anymore. When we went and took him to the... Um, what was it called? The, the where they screen your child to see if it could be something with their legs. Um, and so there was nothing and I'm not I'm not going to pressure. I'm not going to put any pressure on him and I'm not going to stress myself out because y'all know how I am when I get stressed out. I my anxiety shoots to the roof and I start worrying and then y'all know y'all y'all know y'all know me. But don't stress mama when it happens, it'll happen. Babies are on their own timeline and not every baby's the same. You know what? I'm actually going to tell you guys something. When Gray was, I don't know, maybe six months old. I don't know. I had a friend that was recently pregnant and she posted like an article on her Facebook um, about like, you know, they move the age to where like babies will start walking, which I think they moved it from like. 16 months to 18 months and she posted something like oh my gosh I can't believe that they're moving the timelines blah 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 and it really made me angry because you never know you never know when your child is going to do things so I don't think it's cool to sit there and like shame children that take a little longer than others I it literally blew my mind and I almost commented but y'all know I try to stay non-confrontational it's not nearly 2017 anymore. So I really just try to be calm and just mind my own business. But I just really couldn't believe that someone would actually like get mad that they move the the standard or the standard age of babies doing stuff or the milestone age. All babies are different and they're on their own timelines. I know I say that every single episode, but I really want us all to keep that in mind. Oh my God, this is not mom related, but this is like real life. I'm not even going to call out her name, but I should. That's what I really should start doing. I should just do a whole podcast of the trolls in my freaking DMs. This person said, let me just check out her profile real quick. I love it when it's like a mom and she's like, Jesus is my savior. And they're sitting here trolling me. Oh, maybe this is a troll. Oh, nope. It's a mom. It's insane to me that moms will sit here and troll other moms. It's And you have actual children, so I really hope you're not teaching your child to be a troll. But this lady said, do you think you will tone down on the filler after seeing all those comments? My question is, why does my face and what I decide to do with my own body bother anyone? Question mark. I've always been a firm believer on do what makes you happy. Do whatever you want to do. It's your own body. You're using your own money. Why does it affect anyone else? Why does the way I look and the way I like to present myself matter to anybody? Is it because I'm a mom now? Huh, honey, I got a whole podcast about not shaming moms. So 
I just, it really blows my mind because I did post a reel the other day and everybody in the comments were like, you need to stop putting filler in your face. You need to stop doing this. And it's like, you guys have literally said the same thing for five years now and I haven't stopped. You would think that they would stop commenting those things because it's not going to change like the way I feel about myself. In the beginning, it was really hard dealing with all the troll comments, you know, because it does kind of make you think twice about yourself. But Honey, I've been doing this for five years. You think those comments about my face and filler and Botox bother me anymore? No, they don't because they're not paying my bills. If you ain't feed me, if you ain't effing me, and if you're not financing me, you can't say anything to me. And even Gus, he's my husband, and he does not tell me what I can and can't do with my own body. So why would I listen to a troll on the internet? So my answer is no. I will never, ever, ever change the way I live my life to appease other people. It's really shocking that that girl would even like ask that question because if she actually follows me, she knows I really don't care. Someone asked me, do I talk to Courtney from the show? Let me just tell y'all, her mama's actually coming over this afternoon after I go pick up baby Gray because she is delivering me a referee shirt. You were probably wondering, why do you need a referee shirt? Well, Courtney asked me if I would volunteer to be a referee for their high schools, um, the high school that her mom works at, Powder Puff Game. And I said yes. And then I started thinking today, like, what did I get myself into? I am 5'1". Like, I'm going to get trampled over. I'm probably going to get tackled. I'm probably going to break a limb. Like, I am too old to be out there doing anything like that. Like, Courtney's like six foot, so she can handle it. But me, what was I thinking saying yes? Like, I don't even know the rules of football. I know that there's touchdown, and I know that they have like a quarterback and a defensive lineman and an offensive lineman. That's it. I mean, I really hope it's like flag football and not tackle football because, oh my God, like I'm literally scared for myself, but I obviously will let you guys know how it goes. And if you see me in the hospital on Wednesday night, then you know what happened. Somebody asked me, who does my eyebrows? You know what's so crazy about this? I have not got my eyebrows threaded or waxed in, I want to say, like six months. And I and I actually don't even touch my eyebrows except for like tweezing them every now and then because I really like the thick eyebrow look on myself. If y'all saw me in high school, I, I was that girl that had the pencil eyebrows. And that just did not work for me. We didn't like that. It did not look good. And you know what? That is the one time I wish somebody would have told me about my appearance like Nilsa. Mm girl them eyebrows you got to do something about that but I have had my eyebrows like I I've done the dip brow before and I got that done by Gabby brows in Atlanta she's in Marietta but that is you know the Atlanta area she's so good and she's so nice and it's a women-owned place and I absolutely adore her um so if you guys are looking for someone to do the dip brow which is what I got done I want to say it was two years ago I got it done I never went back to get the touch up because after I got them done I found out I was pregnant a month later so you know that just doesn't work and then we ended up moving so I never had I never had time to go back and get my eyebrows touched up but I think they look great I think that one session did it for me but that is all I really do to my eyebrows. I do fill them in. Um, I used to use the item brow chow. Um, I think that's like Addison Ray's makeup. Don't quote me on that. I don't really know, but it is linked to my Amazon storefront. That is the pencil I used to use, but I keep forgetting to buy it. So right now I'm using the Morphe. It comes in like a little pot and then I just kind of like color in my eyebrows with the, a, 
like a like a little eyebrow brush and with the Morphe like dip, you can actually buy the whole set. I think the set comes with like a brush, it comes with the gel and it comes with the clear gel and then it comes with a pencil. So that's like a really good deal and I think it's like under $30. Don't quote me on that as well, but I found it at Ulta. So if you guys want to go get that, it works for me and I love it. I want to talk about my birthing story. So as you guys know, I was diagnosed with polyhydrambos. So that made my pregnancy high risk, which is why I was induced at 39 weeks. When I was 37 weeks, Gray was measuring 40 weeks and they think it's due to the polyhydrambos. And so... They wanted to induce me. I was induced at 39 weeks. Um, my mom came from Florida and obviously I had Gus with me and we went to the hospital and I had to wait like two hours like in the lobby because I don't think they had my bed ready for me. And when I got there, we started doing the Cervidil and then we did the Pitocin. That was around 8 p.m. that they did that. So around 7 a.m. the next morning is when my water broke. But I feel like I got my epidural pretty early on. Y'all, them contractions are no joke. I'm a baby and I'm like, I have a super low pain tolerance. So anything hurts me. Like I'm one of those, like I'll flinch before you like hit me. You know, like if you're playing with me, you know, I'll, I'll already like be flinching. Um. But I have a really low pain tolerance, so I went ahead and I got an epidural. My water broke at 7 a.m. Um, and then all of a sudden, like during my labor, my bottom started getting really hot. And I was like, whoa, is this like a side effect or a side effect or something? And they're like, no, you're fine. They come back in there and they're like, uh, you have a fever. Your blood pressure's risen or something. I don't know. But it turns out that I had an infection in my placenta, and that was due to to my water being broken for so long because my water broke at 7 a.m. I think I got the fever like midday or so around noon. Is noon midday? I don't know. Anyways, so then we were still waiting for me to get dilated. I did not fully dilate to eight centimeters. I think it was until 10 p.m. So I went in the hospital at four the day before. I was fully dilated at 10 p.m., the next day, then I started pushing and they told me that they didn't want me to push for more than like an hour and a half since I was high risk. And maybe that is something because of the polyhydramas, which is why they don't they did not want me to push for more than an hour and a half. I was pushing and I was pushing and I was pushing. I was on my fourth epidural. I think I had I don't know how many rounds of, you know, pain medicine. I look at my doctor and she's like, hey, so I'm going to step out. Y'all keep practicing on pushing and I'll come in when I'm in my little white coat. Then you'll know you're ready for the baby to come out. And I'm like, wait, what? Okay. I don't know if this is normal, but so she left the room and we kept pushing and we kept pushing. And I remember being in so much pain and I really just like, it wasn't pain. It was like more pressure. And I just didn't feel like I was anything was happening. I didn't feel like I was doing anything. So she comes back in and I'm like, Hey, do you honestly think that I'm going to be able to push him out? And she's like, well, honestly, honey, he's not descending, which means like descending through your pelvic bone. She's like, but I need you to be your own advocate. We always like the moms to choose the way they want their birthing experience to go. And I was basically, she's saying, no, honey, you're not going to be able to push this baby out. So that's when we decided that it would be best if I did a C-section. Also, um, it had 
reached that, you know, hour and a half point and he still wasn't here. So we get rolled back to do the C-section. I start like shaking, like my whole upper body starts shaking. And I guess that is a side effect of the epidural. Maybe I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. So he comes out and Gus says he looks over and it was the craziest thing he ever saw. He saw like all my organs laying out on the table because I guess they take out some of your insides. I don't know. I don't know what he was talking about, if that's normal. Anyways, the baby comes out and then I like go to reach and pull down the sheet and they like grab my hand and they like put the sheet back up. I'm not sure why they did that. Maybe because they didn't want me to see like what was going on down there because I was like sliced all the way open. I have a pretty gnarly scar down there. So then I'm like, oh my gosh, is he okay? Is everything okay? And the doctor looks at me and says, the baby's okay, but now we're worried about you. And I was like, whoa, what does that mean? Am I okay? Gus says that there was a point where he saw like my eyes glazed over and I was just staring like at the ceiling. I don't remember any of that part, but I remember being so weak. They're like, do you want to like hold him? And I was like, I, I literally can't hold him. Or they, they're like, do you want to like hold him up next to you? And I really wish that I could have, but I was so exhausted and I was so weak and tired. Then we get rolled back to our recovery room and I was able to hold him and I immediately started breastfeeding. Well, I started latching him. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, okay, here you go. Is this how it works? And luckily my mom was in there too. So she was able to help me. But y'all, my boobs were bigger than my head. Gus remembers that like my boob would be like, twice the size of gray's head they were bigger than my head gus has a big head and they were bigger than his head because they were just so full and so i ended up being able to breastfeed and everything was good after that i feel like i didn't have the best birthing experience because i feel like it was like one thing going wrong after the other with the fever i couldn't keep my placenta i mean i am very fortunate that everything went you know Everything went as good as it could because I know there are so many mamas that have a way bigger battle when they're giving birth than I did. So shout out to you mamas. We're all warriors. Everything was good after that. We stayed at the hospital, I want to say, for like three days. My recovery was good. Um, I just remember being so sore and wearing the diapers and the pads and Gus was a rock star through the whole experience. Like he was so supportive and he was right there with me the entire time watching Gus look at gray for the first time is something that I will always have that memory in my heart. And it's something that I will always have that picture in my memory, because it was honestly the sweetest thing that I'd ever seen. Like watching the love of your life become a dad, like it is something incredible. And I'm so thankful that I got to experience this with Gus because he truly is the best dad to baby Gray. And he really is the best husband. I know, you know, I say that he does this and he does that and blah, blah, blah. But he truly is the best dad and the best husband. And I, I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. And I really don't think anyone else could handle me the way Gus does. Like Gus is chill, Bill. If you know Gus, you know that he's like chill about everything. He's super relaxed, laid back, but he does like to have a good time like me. And I think that's why we go so well together is because I'm always like, la 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 da da da. And he's just like, you know, chill, laid back. But when you get a couple drinks in him and there's music playing, that man will hit the dance floor. I do have videos from my birthing experience that I wanted to share with you guys. So I will be adding those to my TikTok or maybe I'll do a YouTube video where I just merge all the videos together now that I am allowed to share them if you catch my drift. But 
You guys, don't forget, if you want to enter to win the Dyson Airwrap, all you have to do is subscribe or follow my podcast. She's a mom now. It's available on Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And also follow me on TikTok at Nilsa Proant. I love you guys. I really appreciate you guys. It is now time for me to go get baby gray. I hope you guys all have an amazing day the rest of your week. And I will talk to you guys on Friday.